everybody, welcome to The Cinema Nerd Presents, the filmography of Amy Heckerling. We're here today to talk about Johnny Dangerously. I'm Kyle Woods, with me as always is James. James, what is Johnny Dangerously all about? Oh my God, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's a satire of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to thumb it up. Um, um, all right, we'll get into Johnny Dangerously in a little bit, but before then, have you seen anything lately? What are you watching? Oh, I have watched very little, actually. Actually, what have you watched while I, um, I think about it? Yeah. Well, piggybacking off of what we were just talking about before the introduction, I, want, I need to talk about the 30 minutes or so of SNL at home that I watched. Yeah. Did you see it? Have you seen any of it? No, I haven't watched it, no. It's mesmerizing. I'll give it that. Yeah. It was a really, for me, upsetting experience because it's, I mean, it's just bad, 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 bad in the way that SNL can be bad, you know? But now it's even worse on the production end, which they put a lot of effort into. It sounds way better than this does. But it, it just was like a really surreal experience that I'm trying to parse out. So like I watched the, the one that I came into was Keenan doing a what up with that sketch, which is a fun sketch. I, I like it as a premise and usually have a lot of fun watching it. And, and it was yeah. cool here. And I, I really dug what they did with the graphic space, but it just, yeah, like I said, very, a strange experience. And I don't know if it's good or bad. Or Cut out on me. Sorry, mate. Uh, sorry about that. It just, it was a very surreal experience. Yeah. Um, the, okay. Yeah. So did you watch Bloodshot? I haven't watched Bloodshot yet. How about this? No. I, 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 I promise by the next time we speak, I will have watched Bloodshot. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, we, we don't want to build it up too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, no, all good. Uh, no, I haven't actually watched a lot. I've been watching, um, once again, feel good things. So I've been rewatching a TV show called An Idiot Abroad, where Carl okay. Pilkington travels around the world and they just make him do things. But it just makes me feel happy seeing the world, seeing an idiot, not quite get it, but kind of get it as well. It, it is fun to watch him yeah, sort of grasp something by the end. Like, he usually takes away a lesson, just not generally the right lesson. We can kind of do some cuts there and <laughs> fix that. Um, right. So what were you saying? Sorry, mate. Um, it's nice to see him, and then... Oh, who knows? Um, okay, we can... Uh, no, I haven't been watching a lot of movies, sorry, because I kind of was helping the new person move into my house. So, yeah, right. I've um, just watched Journey Dangerously. I uh, I get the premise, but it was it was tough for me because I, I... All right, so let's it, talk about it. Let's dive into Journey Dangerously because I haven't watched a ton either. Um, yeah. Well, let's, let's sum it up. Journey Dangerously, it's like a... It's almost a Zucker level, it's a zany comedy, right? It's a satire of gangster flicks. Started yeah, I kind of think they were, they were trying to Mel Brooks uh, a gangster film. Sure. But not to Mel Brooks's kind of 
you know, like it, it was okay. It, a bit on the nose sometimes. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if you'd seen these movies that it's satirizing, I'd be like, oh, that's clever, or you know. But I, I think that's yeah. an interesting point because it does feel like it's satirizing movies from the 30s and 40s which maybe yeah. would have been really, really funny in the 60s or 70s, but coming at this point in the 80s, it's a little, little strange. Um, okay, so jumping back in, Johnny Dangerously, you, so it sounds like you oh, were wait, a little high hold on it. Just to put in there, Johnny Dangerously, like Amy Hickling film, obviously, uh, the, the main actor, Michael Keaton, is it? Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, who, like there was, there was a few, oh, Don, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito shows up halfway through. Peter Boyle is also a heavy through a lot of this movie. The cast is really pretty excellent. It is, it's got Dom DeLuise just as a, as a plug in one scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, all good. I, I um, uh, performances of, fun to watch a few of them like i actually think michael keaton is having fun with it i think but, he's pretty great in this yeah yeah but i just i think it misses me but i think maybe that's just i haven't seen things that it's expecting me to have seen to get the parody punches sure and then, it's and then, definitely doing like um you know the original scarface and sort of um uh, Little Caesar and, you know, real early gangster flicks. Yeah. Which, like we've talked about, it's a weird time to put this movie. It feels like a script that must have been around for a really, really long time. And I don't, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to learn a little more about the making of this movie because it, it feels like a weird move for Heckerling at this point to go from, you know, that opening of Fast Times at Ridgemont High to this thing, which... So I, yeah. I really, really liked it. I laughed my dumb little face off through this whole movie. Okay, because... that's good. Because I basically, maybe I just was in the wrong mood or I missed a few things. Because I'm not, um, I quite like parody films. Like, you know, like um, Mel Brooks films, like unbelievable. Like, sure. but I, it, something missed me here. And I think maybe I went and looked and there are four writers for the movie. Yeah, I saw that also. And I think maybe that's where, like, like it wasn't, it wasn't one tone or it wasn't one, one pacing. Like it does shift tone a little bit when it it's doing the Michael Keaton Mary Lou Henner love story stuff. Yeah, that gets a little, you know, heartfelt. And the rest yeah. of the movie is so jokey. It's so yeah. punchy. It, like, like I've said, Airplane or the Naked Gun movies. It really is every single thing you're looking at or hearing is a punchline of some kind. But yeah. then it, it does grind pretty hard when we have to deal with the love story stuff. Yeah. And oh, um, so I really like Michael Keaton in it, but I... Uh, what did I, I don't know. Like, I think a few of the punches were a bit, a bit, they were signaling their punches a bit too much for me. So I'm like watching it and I'm going, okay, in about 30 seconds to a minute, they're going to make a, a joke about this. And, then, you know, then it hits and you're like, <laughs> like, um, 
when you see it coming, it kind of it missed for me. But I like that you liked it. That's cool. So um, yeah, what what were, you, what were your favorite bits? This is good. Well, I, yeah, I stopped writing them down. Um, I I loved everything. Okay, so from the very beginning, when we're getting the voiceover and we move into the car crashing into the year 1931. That's a real like get on board with where this movie is going. We're about to do a bunch of dumb stuff. You can you can leave now, but here's what we're doing for the next 90 minutes. I, mean, I just keep really like that gag. And I, I, I really enjoyed the 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 sight gag of hitting the the uh, yeah the, yeah it's the fantastic. I don't I feel like I've well Zombieland does that recently really famously the interactive title card yep. right? but outside of that i'm not thinking of a ton of examples and so i laughed really hard right at that and and just kept going because it is like just a little absurdist you know what i mean yeah the i like when the mom you find out that his mom is 29 years old and it's clearly a 60 <laughs> yeah. year old woman and the, oh so like <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence leading up to it. I'm just going to do quotes. I promise I won't do too many of them. But when she's like, this is the worst July ever and it's snowing and horrible out. And she, they, the camera pushes into her from that beautiful crane shot and she's like, ah, the Lower East Side. It really sucks. And <laughs> it grabbed yeah. me and I just, you know, I, admittedly it's dumb, 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 but I really, really liked, <laughs> I liked it. It was the kind of thing that I needed at this point. The, um, yeah, the, the, the doctor constantly increasing um, the medical conditions and the costs. Was... And maybe that's a version of that, that kind of, you know, indicating the punch that you're talking about because it very much steps through like, Boy, where am I going to get fifty dollars from? Well, the operation's forty nine ninety five, and you know, you know, yeah. I was on board for that sort of telescoping. Okay, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just in the wrong mood for this film, but I, I had a. Uh, there were definitely times I'm laughing, but quite a lot of the time I'm just like. <laughs> sighing <laughs> so it's good um no that's fair because oh, i like it. 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 it yeah yeah sorry i just like seeing um uh yeah danny devito in the kind of da uh possibly in love with johnny dangerously <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah good. i didn't read it quite that way but that's a fun reading <laughs> i mean he definitely... oh you didn't get the prison with the red jacket and then he was like we should go away on holiday together and, uh, oh maybe yeah i was so that's another one where i was just like <laughs> so caught up with the prop of this thing and where yeah. the bit is going that i guess i, I wasn't paying too much attention to the <laughs> the innuendo of it oh yeah no that yeah, pretty but there is that it goes way over the top for sure yeah. i don't know i love a movie that is unrelentingly over the top so yeah. you know we can like i said it it, this is just bits on bits on bits on bits, and I really like all of the bits. I had a blast with it, but we're not here to talk about, you know, I, for me, the challenge comes in trying to talk about this as an Amy Heckerling movie, because it doesn't feel like what we've seen so far and what I know is coming. 
and but, it doesn't feel like anybody's movie. What about you? You know what I mean? No, it, it, I agree. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel anything like Fast Times. I, there is one parallel. The camera work around the football scene in Fast Times sort of reminds me of what's happening here with the sort of madcap zany energy and over stuff okay. and, and, you know, kind of whip pans and yes. like comedic choreography and physical comedy with the actors. So I could see watching that scene in Fast Times and going, oh, you know what? This Amy Heckerling could direct this thing that we have to get done by the end of the year. So, like, I, and that's conjecture because I have yeah. questions about the way this movie came into being at the time that it did. But for here and now, I don't really know how else to talk about it as a Heckerling movie, like I said. It, yeah. What do you think? No, it, it, it didn't feel... Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would... I mean, then to me, and because I didn't thoroughly enjoy this thing as much, but um, I d- did think there was a reason why I hadn't heard of this film. When I, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so something went wrong here. <laughs> in my head. But um, it, it had a... Of 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. It is certified squishy or whatever it is. Yep. But I had the exact opposite reaction. Watching it the whole way, I was like, if I had seen this movie when I was eight, this would be my favorite movie. And <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. I saw like, it as a 35-year-old, and you know what? It might be my favorite movie. I really had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the drop dead Fred kind of territory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I did. There were a lot of like visual gags which I really enjoyed. I, I thoroughly enjoy visual gags. Um, totally. Uh, the oh my gosh, one thing that shocked me: um, the cleaning lady. What about her? Did you- you catch the cleaning lady at the courthouse when they um, they technically like frame Johnny Dangerously with the murder. I Did guess I missed it. No. So the the cleaning lady basically uses every racial slur, all the bad ones included, um, and basically shouts it at anyone who comes by. But. <laughs> What was it, I watching? No, that's just like not in my memory of this movie. I must have been. Oh my god! No, so I'm, she basically knows the, the two killers walking by, and she's shouting like obscene things at them. Whoa. And then they stop and pay her to look the other way, a bit like not seeing. Oh yeah, this. and she they ask her like how much it's going to cost, and she tells them seventeen grand. Right, yeah, that, yeah. and later on, that's that same lady who asked for nineteen five from you know another bribe. Okay, right. dang, I, yeah, I, again, I guess I just clocked in right there, and I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, right? I mean, basically, oh, that one just bring up slurs. Like, I'm pretty sure my hat would have flown off my head <laughs> if I'd been wearing one. Like, what? Because I just, you know, I'm watching this film. I'm like, not sure what I'm watching. And then that comes up. I'm like, holy shit, this is a different time. Like, yeah, I had a similar reaction to a different moment, not necessarily of the time, but like, what am I watching? And then it going totally insane. Is that the film strip that they have to watch? 
Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. What was that? That's the maniac stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. You and your testes and the, the whole <laughs> bit. And then he talks as like, yeah. Scare, scare tactics, but in a really weird way. Really surreal way. Yeah, it was got real surreal. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't maintain that tone. That's no. Yeah. Okay, maybe this is a weak spot for sure, but I really, <laughs> I like it. So the film, um, the film did that too often for me, where if they'd kept that surreal tone and it was more yeah. like airplane, where like the the you know, the autopilot was a blow-up doll. You know, like that, that kind of insanity. I, I think it been does, more. though. But it doesn't sometimes. Sometimes it's just people saying something a little bit funny or, you know, like... A, I, just, I think the stuff that they say is so crazy. And, like, Airplane has a lot of that crazy stuff uh, this is I, not an argument, so I'm going to bail out on it entirely. Okay. It, it, I liked it. It worked for me. You know, it's okay. a better take. No, I, mean, I, I do not judge you. For, like, I do not question you on that. Like, I did not enjoy it, but I don't necessarily have an answer for, like, I don't, I'm not like, I hated this. This was terrible. I'm watching it going, a lot of these things are funny to me. A lot of the a lot of the individual bits I like, like I liked a lot of the acting. I liked, um, you know, the, the child actors were good. The, like, you know, the, there were bits that I really enjoyed, but the, the ultimate piece just, it, it dragged a little and. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a little plotty for a, a satire movie, you know, yeah. The having to do the brother double cross thing is like you mentioned, it's, it's a send up of a story that we don't tell anymore. And that even yeah. at the time this movie was made, that story was not being told. So it's very strange that yeah. I, yeah, we'll have to find out more about how this was made. Maybe we can talk about it next week, but it, I think the reason that it stays at arm's length is what you pointed to the, lack of familiarity with the tropes and like i've said it's really anachronistic and if it had been you know a different time a different actor some set of alternate universe where gangster movies were really really popular into the 60s the way that westerns became then this movie would make more sense yeah. it just kind of is for it you know, it doesn't have an audience now, certainly, outside of cinephiles and Michael Keaton fans, because he's really good in this. I think he's good. And I think he's great. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed his energy. And yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I enjoy Michael Keaton, to be honest. I think he's just a, like uh, totally. a... Totally. But yeah. who's the audience for this movie, even in 1984? Because it, it can't be a kid's movie, right? Because of all the... No insane sexuality and violence and racism and whatever yeah. and yeah. for adults nobody's really you know for like college kids who would be your go-to audience for a movie like this right that these are 20 year olds so they're born in the 60s it misses a bit like yeah and it, and it like uh, do you remember like I don't know yeah I'm gonna leave that it just yeah, there's a there's a tone gap there. Something's missing. Okay. 
decision was needed to be made on what it was for me. I think what it is, is really good. I don't, I don't think it's a problem of even really necessarily tone. I just think it's, nobody right. wants, we don't need this. Our first disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first fight, James. This is our first fight. Will you still love me in the morning though? I'll, be, I'll tell you what, I'll let things cool. I'll buy you some flowers. It'll be all right. <laughs> You're the sweetest. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. I'm, I, I tell you what, I never would have watched this film. I never heard of it. Doesn't look like I was ever going to hear of it. So I'm quite happy. Like, this is, I'm, I'm aware of this. I didn't even know Michael Keaton did this film. So, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was not something I was aware of either. Also, really happy to have watched it. Apparently, a little happier than you would. But you know what? We'll get past <laughs> it. We're just going to move forward. Yeah. All right, buddy. What's uh, next is Look Who's Talking, huh? I think so. What have we got? Oh, no. It would technically be National Lampoon's European Vacation. <laughs> I just keep trying to get to Look Who's Talking. I want to see the baby crawl yeah, around and sass talk the adults. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, so we got European Vacation. Is it Bruce Willis? I'm pretty sure, yeah, the baby. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I'm not looking that up. I'm just trying to remember. I remember it being like a big name. And I remember John Travolta and Kirstie Alley or? Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like there's a grandma character in there also. And I don't want to speculate, but I, I hope it's Olympia Dukakis. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Uh, so we've got John Travolta, Kirstie Alley. Olympia Dukakis. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, you nailed it, buddy. Bruce Dude, Willis is Moonlight movie. recently, and uh, just Olympia Dukakis is so great in that movie. I really like what she brings to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, technically, and it looks technically it's going to be National Lampoons, and technically is the best. So, that's. Okay, so next week. National Lampoon, National Lampoons, next week, yeah. National Lampoons European Vacation. Um, yeah. Great, looking forward to it. <laughs>